1: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 PAIN so sorry you have just reached my answering
0: It's time to hear from you with your voicemails at 317-684-8444. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIVC.
1: Okay, so one of the things we like to do here is we like to make you, the listeners, happy on the voicemail segment. It's kind of your... Segment, And so from time to time, we like to try to not only play your voices, but answer your questions. And I think this is a very relevant question because, well, Casey, one of the great things about six million people running for governor is that they're going to need every vote they can get, which means this show, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you know, Casey, has been pretty good the last couple of years at getting people to vote differently than they normally have in the past, well, we take on a whole new importance. And boy, you know how I hate being important, Casey. It's just something that really <laughs> I wake up every day and say, gosh, just wish my show didn't have such an impact. So much pressure. Uh, um, and so one of the things that uh, we are vowing on this show is every single person running for governor, whoever gets it is going to earn it at least between 9 and noon on this show, every single day with the, you know, look, I get you can only hear us from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between, and, you know, tens of thousands of people are listening, you know, throughout the course of the three hours we're on each day. So what little influence we have, we're going to use that to hold every single one of these people accountable so that when they, whoever wins, you're all going to know exactly where they stand. And I'm going to say right now, The biggest fraudster of the bunch is Mike Braun uh, because Mike Braun's record when he had an ability to impact things does not match the rhetoric when he has no ability to impact things. Okay. So we got a call about Mike Braun. Apparently there's some sort of event tonight that he's doing. Someone's going and is asking for some advice. Hi, Kendall and Casey.
0: Love the show. This is Joanne. I listen every day. Just wanted to let you know Mike Braun is coming to the American Legion tomorrow night, Tuesday, at 6.15, and that's at 852 West Main in Carmel. I thought, <laughs> Rob, maybe you might want to come and voice your opinion or hear what he has to say. And if not, if you can't come, I'd like to know what I questions I could ask him. That's great, and uh, I'll listen tomorrow for your answer. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Now, we haven't talked about this, but I'm guessing that you're going to say that she should ask him something about the greatest tax increase in the state of Indiana.
1: Uh, Yes. And no, unfortunately, I won't be there. I I don't think I'll be going to any of these uh, political Republican events because there are probably shoot on site orders if I were to uh, show up. But you're going. And yes, so there are two things you should absolutely every person, not just this lady, should ask Mike Braun because he's a big, tough talking conservative. In the U.S. Senate, where he has no ability to to impact things, Um, and everyone should ask Mike Braun why, as a member of the Indiana General Assembly, because he's supposedly a conservative, why in 2017, he rolled over and played dead and voted for the largest tax increase in the history of the state of Indiana which goes up every single year with no accountability whatsoever. The Republicans just renewed it again. It's going to cost you, the taxpayer, $90 million over the next three years, which is the tax on gasoline, mm-hmm. which emboldens and promotes Indot, which I know from experience is about the last organization you would want to give a blank check to. Why did Mike Braun, as a supposed conservative, vote to give now hundreds of millions of dollars in tax increases. Why did he vote to install hundreds of, no, are now hundreds of millions of dollars of tax increases on you? How is that conservative? And why did he vote as a part of that budget for more than 40 other tax increases during 2017?
0: He's been very busy. He's uh, been doing a lot of time here in Indiana, oh? which is... He's running for
1: governor. Well, he, he should he, be. He needs to get out he of the swamp,
0: here. right? He needs to get out of the swamp and come home.
1: The other thing, that you, and look, there's a laundry list of things you could ask the guy, but I'm saying I'm guessing they're not going to let you write a Dickens novel as you're at this event. The other thing that you should ask him, and everyone should ask him, is why he thinks it's okay that you are being taxed out of being able to afford your home because we received a very detailed account from a listener of the show who asked him about this at a county fair and was told directly by braun this isn't even a big deal i'm not doing anything to help you with property taxes it'll fix itself kiss my ass, have a nice day. Now, I'm not sure if he actually said kiss my ass, but I'm throwing that in there because that is essentially the response. So why does Mike Braun, supposed conservative, think that it's no big deal that your property taxes have doubled or in some case tripled over the last couple of years? And why is he not planning to do absolutely anything about it? And how does he actually think it's going to fix itself if the housing prices are not dropping?
0: Well, they're doing that two-year task force to look into (laughs) it.
1: So what, Mike will get back to us in two years? Yeah,
0: pretty much. That's what I think what he's saying. And, and, you know, with unlimited funds like he has, it doesn't hurt him.
1: Well, and you hit the nail on the head. And this is Mike Braun is just another rich guy who has bought his way through public office. I mean, think about what he did. He wanted to be a state rep. Okay, he did it. He wanted to be U.S. senator. He did it. That's fine. That's the country we live in. You can spend as much of your own vast fortune as you want on public office. It's great. But now, we, our show This Us, have the ability to hold him and the other five people who are running accountable for their actual record and viewpoint. And Mike Braun's actual record and viewpoint, when he had the ability to do something to help people, was to take a giant middle finger and stick it right in your face and say, shut up and pay. Mm -hmm. You don't get away with that here. All right. Uh, our buddy called. Uh, we have used this guy in liners before. Uh, plays throughout the course of our show. Uh, initially, when he called, he hated you. Yep. And then, at some point, he, he forgot was, Kevin was, he was a human dismissive being. dismissive
0: of Kevin. Yes,
1: that, uh, what, a young man or whatever.
0: Yeah, he said, young man or whatever he is. Yes. Or something like that. Totally
1: dismissive of Kevin's mm-hmm. humanity. And then, he initially had said, I loved your... He weekend, liked you, My right. weekend show, and you were ruining me for him, mm-hmm. and then immediately after that flip to the fact that I'm awful, <laughs> and now he has stayed on the I'm awful bandwagon, which you know, Casey, the rule on that. Those people go straight to the front of the line. Sure. Yeah, you were talking about Casey's daughter taking a uh, wine class at Purdue. Everybody takes elective drops. You must have taken one at IUPUI. Isn't that kind of like Ivy Tech? Uh, You must have taken one. How to be annoying. I'm sure you passed. (laughs) Isn't that great?
0: Well, he was funny this time. He wasn't just... I'm going to be honest. If this guy did stand-up comedy, (laughs) I would
1: would be front row, front center.
0: And I would hope he would roast
1: me. (laughs) We've talked about this before, and you've obviously been in management and radio. You've seen a lot more than I have. But... The mind of the person. Look, we don't we don't have any ability to impact anyone by force, right? I can't raise or lower your taxes. I can't make you wear a mask. I can't let a domestic terrorist write part of the police reform bill. Uh, I'm just a guy, and and working in the very confined boxes of the Federal Communications Commission, mm-hmm. who, who broadcasts for three hours a day. Yeah, and think about what must be going on in the mind of someone who. It appears, because the guy calls all the time, a very important part of his life is calling the radio show voicemail to make insults at the radio broadcaster, especially when the radio broadcaster lets you know, that doesn't bother me at all. (laughs) In He's fact, I, I make- actually find it quite humorous, and I love that I annoy you that much and that you still listen. He's putting his best effort in.
0: Yeah, I think he just wants to be on this show <laughs> yeah. like, an, like an actual member of the show. And he basically is at this point. By the way, update on the wine tasting class. Yes. Uh, your, so, so
1: your daughter is taking a wine tasting class yeah, at it's, Purdue. It's
0: an elective at Purdue. She's got to do it for her degree. uh she had the first class last night, first day of school. There was no wine tasting. What? <laughs> the wine tasting class. <laughs> Maybe next week.
1: Um, all right. So we did get a call. Of course, we had talked about yesterday, Kyle Hupfer out mm-hmm. as the head of the GOP. As we told you a month ago, he was going to leave.
0: Anne Hathaway. Uh, and-
1: Anne Hathaway exits stage, uh, left Stooge 1, mm-hmm. uh, entered Stooge 2, Holcomb nominating Anne Hathaway, and meet the new boss, same as the old boss. The Republican Party remains very invested in as much taxation and as much spending and as much growth of government as possible. Somebody called about that. Yeah, I just have to comment on what you just said on listening on the resignation of Kyle Hupfer. Personally, I didn't think he was ever going to resign. I figured he'd try to stay there until he was dead. (laughs) Um, So, I would say, I would have said good riddance, but I do have a feeling he's going to be Having a lot of influence, as you said. Number two, with regards to um, them probably going to rig, put in Brad Chambers. I think they probably end up rigging the primary in order to get Brad Chambers in. And you listed Rob the accomplishments, well, if you, you if you can even call them that, of the big taxes, big government that Holcomb Inc. has done. And I would say this is a reason. Maybe all those are reasons. Contrast that to a state like Florida where I plan to be moving pretty soon after college because, look, I was born and raised here a Hoosier, and I loved every minute of it, but you know what? Once I'm out of here, and I encourage anybody who's my age, once you graduate, move to a state that's going to be much better to live in.
0: I think I know who that is. Um,
1: He's famous. That's the guy that called Todd Young the Duke of Spendingburg on C-SPAN. Yeah.
0: Uh Well, one thing he's going to get when he moves to Florida is he's not going to get that uh income tax.
1: Yeah. So, Florida, Florida has none. Right. A big zero. Yeah. And you've lived there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like getting a $10,000 raise. Yeah. What is the compelling? And this is the question I ask people. Unless you are. So look, look, for me, it's uh my parents are here. My grandparents are here. You know, it's a. This is the only life I've ever known. And I freely accept that's the ver- state version of being a townie, right? I'm mm-hmm. a Hoosier lifer. Yeah. But if you are making the case to a young, vibrant person who has options and abilities and unlike me is into clinging to the days of yore, like they're, you know, spiraling towards the core of the earth, what is the compelling reason to tell somebody come and stay in Indiana? Your taxes aren't low, the government's very big. There's not all sorts of liberties and freedoms. I mean, what what like what is the pitch, if if you're looking at Florida or Texas or you know any of these other places, Tennessee, what's the pitch to Indiana? It's, there's not one,
0: right? I mean, it's well, a- I think that that's one of the reasons Eric Holcomb keeps talking about bringing businesses to Indiana.
1: The problem with the businesses, and this is what look what, when I first started in government. Look, jobs don't jobs don't matter. This is the thing. It'll it'll create 4000 jobs. Well, we always hear how low Indiana's unemployment rate is. So jobs don't matter when they say it'll create 4000 jobs. What you need to insert is it'll bring 3500 people who don't live in this state to Indiana. Do you want 3500 new people moving in here? Because all I seem to get out of it or all that I've seen from it the past 10, 15 years Is once sweet, awesome, beautiful corn and bean fields that were a fixture and staple of the landscape of the state have been bulldozed over for high-density single-family housing developments, house farms, like they're going out of style. That wasn't the Indiana I grew up in. I don't view that as progress. Now, if you'd said, well, we brought all these jobs here and we brought all this development here and your taxes have never been lowered. We've gotten rid of the income tax and we've near abolished property taxes and the gas tax has never gone up. Okay, now you're speaking my language because I'm getting something out of this. Yeah. But all that happens for all this supposed record revenue that they're bringing in because of these jobs and these businesses is bigger more encumbersome, more expensive government. Why would
0: I want that? Well, you know, that task force that we mentioned that's going to look into the property taxes, and they do say this is going to be a a two-year investigation, one of the things that they did mention was that they were going to look at the income tax And if they really want to drive people to the state, that is something they need to consider because people are moving to Florida and Texas and Tennessee, because when you do, you get an immediate raise.
1: Yep. You're absolutely right.